and welcome everyone to the Co-Optional Podcast. This is episode 251, and today is the 18th of June, 2019. I am Jenna Bain, this is Dodger, uh, over this side, Uh, and uh, this is Jesse Cox. Yo! And uh, over in the uh, not-so-center square is E3, because these roundups are always pretty involved, and we usually have a lot to talk about, and having an extra guest for these is not always ideal. Let's put it that way. Uh, So, how was everybody's E3? Gravy, baby! (laughs) Jesse's the only one who was actually physically there, so Jesse will have a lot to talk about, yeah. Yeah, I had a good time. It was the first time I haven't (laughs) been. I haven't been going to any conventions for a while now, and this was the first time that I had really bad FOMO. (laughs) I was like, "Man, I could be playing Final Fantasy. I could be playing Cyber, like, fuck." (laughs) You missed out, baby. It was great. Be there, actually. I'm not even gonna lie. It was great. I missed out yeah. on Keanu Reeves. I missed out on Final Fantasy VII Remake being on the floor. Like, what yeah. is this? What? what the patrons of this three were so wholesome. Ikumi and Keanu Reeves and the dog. Like, but it they was didn't just, pet the dog. Such, they didn't. That's true. And they were so mad. It's like Game of Thrones all over again. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> pet the dog. Just pet the dog. Um... Yeah, but I was I was very proud. I was very proud of the internet that they like latched on to just the the precious things this year. It seems so. Um, so I guess if we go in order of uh, conferences, Microsoft uh, kicked us off on was that Saturday that they were. Um, uh, Microsoft E eight was Saturday. Oh, mm, that's EA, right. EA uh, play. Wars, mm. and that's I don't really know what else they had. Star Wars yeah. is the only thing I remember. I turned off after that. I, I have no idea what else they offered. Yeah, as a result of it not being a traditional conference, I didn't even cover EA for Snarkathon because I, the way that they made it sound, I figured it was just not going to be something that I could really snark over. They had timestamps. A lot of sports stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I assume they did their sports stuff. Oh yes, no um, doubt. <laughs> we'll have yeah, a new yeah. Madden. Big shock. Ah, oh, sick. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so I didn't cover EA. So uh, apart from the Star Wars news, I that was kind of it. That's all I heard about it. Um, um, if you want a really great story uh, about course. that, <coughs> I tweeted at the time. Hashtag Jedi Fallen Order looks fun. Jedi combat, cute droid, freaking Saw Gerrera. My only complaint is the main character seems bland like nathan drake lost all his charm and they gave him a lightsaber to make up for it still cool i guess the actor for said jedi oh no who is who plays uh, uh like 12 different versions of the joker on gotham responded oh. to me and I quote, to be honest i watched your videos a lot as a kid so i guess you could say i learned it from watching you dad which i replied this is the roast i deserve and now we follow each other. So there you go. That's that's what happened. Amazing. <laughs> but he pulled the. I learned it he from watching you. Roasted. Watching me roasted. I was destroyed. Wow. 
the, the best part is oh. all the comments of his fans are like, get him. And I'm like, I got got. You got me. I, I lose. I can't beat this. I You won. That is oh. incredible. Amazing. Um, yeah. That yeah. That's, that's the level you're at, Jesse. We've been around long enough now that there yeah, are old, successful old people that yeah. were really into WoW at one point. <laughs> when when anyone says, I watched you as a kid, I'm just like, yeah. Oh. After, after you tweeted that, I realized, I always, this is why I don't tweet much anymore unless it's like something that's like, I realize won't ever be offensive to anyone. Because now I'm at the point where I've been around so fucking long that if I say anything, people are like, Remember that thing we did eight years ago? I thought you were my friend. Like, no. Oh, fuck. I just want you to love me. Yeah, I can't. I can't have opinions anymore. I'm too. I'm too old and tired to fight people on the on the internet. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. At least on Twitter. Twitter's not made for fights anyway. People think it is, and they try really hard, but it's not. It's not a good characters fight. is not enough to yeah. wage warfare not properly yeah. it, it, it requires you to be very succinct which uh does start which fights. that roast was yeah, yeah. Very, oh, he got, like he destroyed me. clear yeah. roast <laughs> <laughs> it is a it was a beautiful thing i was like damn he after school specialed me in the best way possible <laughs> i was like oh oh i was at the time that i got the message i was at uh galaxy's edge in disneyland and no so way it destroyed my, like i showed it to everyone they were like my dude you need a drink you need to calm down because that guy just set you ablaze and i was like yeah <laughs> i lose i can't all i can do is bow before he clearly has completed the circle he is the master now i was like you win um but uh oh speaking of which star wars galaxy edge really cool i know so many Back. people that went this weekend and so it was i uh we didn't get to do anything couldn't go to the cantina couldn't go to the Jedi making like everything was so packed. It was like, oh, oh, yes, I'll eat a Ronto wrap and go on the ride once. <laughs> so I have I have a friend who has gone twice now, and he said the first time that he went, he like they they have they give you the wristbands right that say you can be here from this time to this time. Yeah, and um, and he said the first time that he went, they were really strict about like you can't be in here anymore. You got to go. And he said the second time he was only supposed to be there in the morning and they literally never checked his bracelet and he was there all day. Let me, oh, tell, you, wow. let me tell you the BS is that the way it works is there's an overlap. So, if, uh, for example, we went from five to nine. Okay. During that five o'clock hour, the people from the previous four hour block are still there. And during the, the eight to nine hour, the people in the next block come in. So there's only a two hour block where you're there by yourself. Um. When we went to go line up for the cantina, which is like the big thing, it's the thing, you know, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. there's it's alcohol in a Star Wars theme and you get like crazy. We were there for this whole damn thing. We got there. The line was still 90 percent people from before in the previous block. Yeah. And it's like, don't you have to leave soon? Nope. They just let them stay in line. And then they told us the line was capped and we couldn't go. We were like, wow. What? Yeah, I was so mad yeah. about that. Here, let me just tell you the things I wanted to buy sold out. The things I wanted to see capped. Everything I wanted to do, I was like, ah, cool. Okay. So it that was sucks. you gotta yeah, go back. I will eventually. But it was it was cool like experiencing it, but mm. I missed out on everything. So Aww. I was kinda disappointed. It was kinda disappointing. That's a shame. That's usually what my E3 experience is like, which is why I stopped going to E3s a few years ago. Uh, right. 
that and when they started opening things up to the public that was like yeah pay was it 250 dollars for a three-day pass just for the privilege of you know being there with people who are trying to do a job and dealing with that kind of foot traffic no thanks (laughs) i will say say the star wars like people that are in the park so (laughs) what's really fascinating is when you walk through Adventureland and you go towards this new Star Wars area, the music stops. And all you hear in the background are, like, birds chirping. And then you start to hear, like, shuttles taking off. And it becomes more Star Wars sounds and not a theme park anymore. Interesting. And then everyone there is in character, for the most part. Some of the vendors are like, do you want the blue or the <laughs> green milk? <laughs> most people are just, like, in character. And it, at first I was like, oh, fuck here we go and they're like bright suns welcome you know like that kind of thing but eventually you're into it by the time the stormtroopers started harassing a little kid it was the best <laughs> the kid's like yelling at the stormtroopers the stormtroopers like calm down calm down man please calm down we'll have to take you away and it was like a little kid it was so cute and there's like a first order guy who goes around and yells at you mm-hmm. oh yeah it was great there's um there's a woman who i think is canonical to something but i don't remember her but she, like, if you're in a group, she'll run up to you and hide and start talking to you. And she'll be like, don't say anything. I'm, I'm hiding from the first order. She'll just join your conversation. That's which, awesome. It, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff like that around. So it isn't just the rides and things. The ride's like, all right. The new one hasn't opened yet, but there's, there's going to be two rides. But the one they have is, like, a video game where you fly the Millennium Falcon and um, you're at the whim of whoever's the pilot. Our pilot was, like, a 12-year-old and flew us right into a rock. So that, <laughs> <and> that- <laughs> Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Uh, but yeah, even the even the sodas are like the the cokes are in the shape of a ball, and they have the Coca Cola like lettering is not. It's like Orabesh, and it looks like it's really neat. It's like a cool place. Um, I wish I'd gotten a chance to do more, but like yeah. And here's the thing: in five years, that's gonna be the best fucking place in the park. Right now, it's too packed. It's too crowded. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, it's cool. Yeah. So that's what I did Sunday instead of watch any press conferences. So nice. You know, there you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. most of the press conferences are just a big advertisement anyway. It's not like we <laughs> got to see too much in the way of gameplay. It's just, hey, here's what's coming up in 2020. 2020 is the thing. Everyone is releasing a game yeah. in 2020. I guess we that's should true. have anticipated that with it being E3. Nothing's ready you think right that's now. It's because of a PS5 situation. <laughs> Never. Maybe. Because I keep thinking, remember when, uh, oh, sh- like when the PS3, PS4 cycle happened mm. and all those games came out for PS3 and then they're like, oh, by the way, they're also for PS4. Yep. And so I wonder if <laughs> beginning of 2020, we're going to see all these games drop and then E3 2020 is going to be like, PS5, baby. Oh, and then sure. all the games that were out that were huge are going to be on that too, question mark? I don't know. It it just seems like a lot, especially March, is going to be extremely heavy. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out yep. then. Uh, almost every game that I was interested in, they're like, oh, yeah, March, like the first or second week of March 2020. And I'm just like, but but, but I'll, I'll be playing the fa- Final Final Fan. But it's only going to be episode one of it. So I guess maybe I won't be playing it for that long after all. I really hate this episodic BS. But I... <laughs> Don't, I, mean, I just don't understand how they're gonna do that. Confused, because uh, when they did their press conference, they were like, "Hey, it's two Blu-ray discs worth of content, Final Fantasy VII." I was like, "Oh, that's neat." 
until I realized that I thought disc one was just going to be Midgar. No, Same. both discs are Midgar. And mm -hmm. they literally are going from the beginning of the game up until you're about to leave right. Midgar, which, in which is what we predicted, yeah. but still. Yeah. But if Final Fantasy VII proper is like at, if you're going your slowest, most completionist level, seven hours, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many episodes well, how is, is this going to take? <laughs> how is that two dis... Like, spoilers, one of the characters is still very alive by the time two Blu-rays <laughs> worth of content. <laughs> yeah. Plus, also, other characters like Yuffie and, uh, like, there's all these Vincent, other characters will Kate never, yeah. like, aren't going to be seen yet. No. So it's going to be a... I'm really curious uh, what... I guess I'll talk about it later when we talk about like the demo, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea what this is going to be. I imagine they'll stretch it out, but I have a feeling in a good way. I have a feeling they've know. rewritten stuff because when the when the trailer came out, <coughs> the one that um, came, I guess around the concert, there was a concert the night before their press conference. I was there. Uh, yeah, I, I I heard, I had seen the tweet, and when you had tweeted that there was a trailer, I was like oh shit, stop the presses, like, let me go check this out. The trailer is, actually, let me put it up here, because it's, oh my god. Um, there's stuff in it that isn't even in the original game, and it pisses me off so well, hard. I wonder if they're going to combine, uh, what was that shit called, Crisis Core? Or whatever yeah. that one was. Uh, was that? And I'm fine with that, but I think that also then spoils the reveal later in the game. Yes, exactly. Right. That's what my yeah. problem would be for it. It spoils basically all of disc three and four. Um, yeah, the so, it's so weird they would do that. The problem I have with the... Actually, I'm not even sure if I'm playing the right trailer at this point. We'll see. Um, at one point in the trailer, uh, Cloud is, is there and Aerith runs up to him and she's like, grabs his wrist and she's like, save me, help me, blah, blah, blah. That never happened. Never that never happened, happened yeah. in the original. He like runs into her, he knocks her down on accident, and he buys a flower off of her. And that's right. it. She yeah. didn't do this whole, I need your help. Like, all of a sudden, damsel in distress? What? I'm so they're clearly rewriting some things and adding interactions that didn't take place. I so mean, can we, we like jump ahead here? Yeah, can I sure. can I like talk about that? If we're going to talk about Final Fantasy. Just talk about we're, Final we're, Fantasy. Yeah, we'll get it out yeah. of the way. Yeah, all right. So... At the demo, um, mm. first off, the de the area they had set up, which it was dope. It was literally a reactor. So there was a giant reactor that like spewed smoke into the sky. Um, there was a dude dressed as uh, Cloud who was like standing in front of it, always like you know that pose. With the sword. The yeah, with a sword. Yeah. He was doing that the entire. It was great. Um, but when you went into the, this is the problem. Sometimes being media, you miss out on some fun things. Mm -hmm. um, when we're media. Uh, I just waited around in the back, and then we went in the back way, and then we sat in this this waiting area. But if you were just regular Joe Blow at this convention, the line to get into this thing looked like you were waiting in Midgar. And there were oh, posters. Cool. I took photos of, like, there was like, a Loveless poster. Yeah, there were boxes Loveless. that said Shinra Corporation everywhere. <laughs> but the best part was is there were two women dressed as Turks, and one was, like, tall and quiet and didn't say a thing, and one was, like, yelling at the crowd. She's like, get in line. And she was like, if you're going to get on this Basically damn thing. rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was, I saw them, like, do it. And then 
when we were in the holding area, when the door opened, she was like, one at a time, get in line. It was awesome. It was so cool. Um, so great. Yeah. Uh, but so the waiting area for the demo, uh, before I went in, I was in line with only one other media person. Oh, and wow. the person was this young woman who I didn't know at the time, but turns out she plays the character of Jesse in the game. Oh, and crazy. Oh, Nice. Yeah. And so it was weird because the the dev was like, Jesse, meet Jesse. And I was like, Aww. I love your character. I Sick. love your character. <laughs> um, but I but I didn't want to be like the guy who was like, wow, it's weird that your character's getting a lot of hype for someone who, you know, doesn't necessarily make it far in the plot yeah. line. <laughs> right. And so I was I was like, oh, this is weird. I like it's cool that she's here and it's cool that uh, you know, she's on all the promotion for this game oh, right yeah. now. But it like doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm -mm. so we all sit down in this holding area the holding area looks like a train station and there are monitors everywhere and there's a like a train station time thing up here and there's a bunch of shimmer corporation stuff everywhere cool and then, and then the devs like <laughs> just leave the room and all of a sudden you hear like train whistles and uh there's like a boarding announcement and then all the tvs get hacked and it's fucking jesse and she's like it's like, okay. all right, we have we've got a mission going on here. And I, I looked over at her, and she was like really excited. The people there went nuts; like everyone went crazy. <laughs> As they started mentioning all of the uh, different characters that you could play, and different people are losing their shit even more. Uh, and basically, it was like she was talking to us like we were cloud, like we would have to infiltrate this thing. Right. You, know, you know, the demo spiel. And uh, then after it was over, the guy comes back in, and he's like. By the way, uh, Jesse is here with us, and he points to her, and she like waves. And the Aww. I've never seen grown men literally freak the fuck out. It was like a Beatles concert. <laughs> it was like the Beatles. They went nuts, and everyone like went crazy. And then we went and we played, and the demo took place in the react like it was the reactor area from the fucking game. Yeah. And, right. um, everything about it was so cool. Like they must have went all out. Sam yeah, the, said the demo is awesome. Yeah, really? the demo is Final Fantasy VII meets it. Final Fantasy XV. Right. Um, it is so... I know a lot of people were like, I don't know that I understand the combat from watching the trailer. It is so incredibly easy. It is not... like The, the hardest thing is, is remembering to switch between characters because you're having so much fun with one character. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I can have fun with another character. Um, the combat is is a lot more visceral and it feels a lot more fun the boss fight was so cinematic it was awesome it it is really cool to see this like the first boss in the game be, it, who's nothing is a non-thing be treated in such a really cool way that there's like awesome scenes that don't there's like cut scenes in the boss fight but they don't feel like cut scenes they don't take you out of it for any mm -hmm. moment if anything you're like oh shit what's it gonna do now and it sort of gives you cues as to what the next mechanic's gonna be mm. Um, the, the problem that I had is that because I played Final Fantasy VII so many times and I know these fights, too. <laughs> even a different version of this fight, I, I knew what the mechanic was. And so once Wait, I staggered the tail it, is up. <laughs> yeah, once I staggered, it was like, oh, I was like lightning bitch, lightning bitch. And I was like in there doing everything I needed to do. I think I killed this. I did this whole demo and I'm going to say 10 minutes. I blew through <laughs> this thing. I put down the controller, take off my headset feel immense pride at having been such a badass <laughs> look around everyone else is still playing like all smiles having a great time and it like washed over me you idiot 
You could still be playing, you big dummy. And here you are, having beaten it, and no one else, everyone else gets to play. And I looked at the guy and was like, can we restart this? Can I play again? He's like, no. We what? Have to reset no! Like, no! Oh. <laughs> no! So I just That's watched... Why- yeah, I just turned to watch Kristen play, and she was doing, like, a, a bunch of shit I never would have done because I was min-max Johnny Master over here. But right. I was like, oh, look at that. That's so cool. I didn't even, I, I didn't even open Cloud's Magic because I was like, well, there's no problem <laughs> uses that sword attacks because I know what I'm doing. And she's, like, using fire and cure, and I was like, well, what? And my game was like, why would I ever use cure when I just have these things? I'm just trying to – because right. the way it works is you do a normal attack until you build up your ATB, mm-hmm. and then right. – you use your ATB bar to do a special. Sure. But no matter what you do, you use a tick of the ATB bar. So if I cure or use a potion or use a sword attack, I'm still using that tick of the ATB bar. So you have to make right. the choice of what you want to do. And in my mind, I was like, why would I ever not just attack when I have the chance to attack with a cool weapon? Why would I heal? I'll just have Barrett heal because that's what he's doing in the background anyway. I was like, this makes perfect sense. And then for him, I'll have to throw out lightning and I had it all mapped out in my head. Total, total failure of a of a demo player. Because the whole <laughs> point was to go and like have fun. And I was like, beat it, bitches. And I looked around and was like, oh, I'm the fool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was incredible. But the demo literally is one of the coolest things I've ever played. I'm super, super hyped for this game. But like I said when we first started talking about this, I couldn't tell you what the shit this first two disc thing is going to be about. Like, yeah, I'm excited. I'm very, very hyped. Couldn't tell you what the what the hell we're going to play. Couldn't I, I, tell you. I think on the first disc, it's just going to be all of Cloud's hair textures, and 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 that that is that takes up so much room. Understandably, that... <laughs> it's like it's just a trailer show. I'm like, I mean, we all saw Sephiroth. So like, pretty... he's got to oh, yeah. take up at least a disc. Right. But it, made, it made me wonder if. The reason why Jesse was like the actress was there, why I think they're fleshing her out. Stuff. I think they're going to flesh out the story. They were like on motorcycles or some shit, mm-hmm. and um, like I feel like there might be, they may, they all still might not make it out of Midgar, but they might play a right. bigger role mm-hmm. than what we originally know. I yeah. think probably it, it just, in my opinion, because of how big the fandom is for the franchise. That that initial meeting of Cloud when he's introduced to everyone with Avalanche, I feel like in Final Fantasy VII, when we get dropped into that, because we were so used to playing Final Fantasy games one right after another, I mean, a lot of us played six, going into seven, it felt okay to be dropped in the middle of the shit, so to speak. Mm. You know, you didn't really need a whole lot of pretext. They explained it pretty well, I felt, for the time. But times have definitely changed. People want a bit more of, okay, so why is Avalanche actually fighting Shinra? What is the deal here? Whoa, but... whoa, Jenna, come on. I mean, Shinra is clearly sucking up the life force of the planet. Uh, and yeah. To make power to... Come on, it makes perfect sense. Totally. And deep within oh. the planet is the crystallized version of a man named Sephiroth who's from Genova. And, if and Genova just... crashed into the planet like a million years ago. And it's okay that it. Hojo wants bestiality to happen between Eris no, and... <laughs> That's okay. There's a lot of really good side stories. They cannot be altered. This is a fact. One, the fact that Hojo is trying to get Red to bang Aerith, which is crazy. Cloud Two, in a dress. Cloud in a dress. Yeah, the Don Carino scenes where, where Cloud gets an address. Three, going on a date with Barrett the Golden Saucer. Those <laughs> are the three scenes that must be in this game. And Eris still must die. Eris still must die. Otherwise, oh, yeah. the value of I've, life is I've lost. Seen, 
I've we seen get- so many people being like, come on, man, just it- let me keep my healer. And I'm no, like, no. if we literally one of the pivotal plot points of the game. <laughs> if there is a, a, an Eris Lives DLC, I will riot so hard. I will be that one person throwing stones at the Squeenix building. Just like, I will. I had a conversation with one of the uh, Squeenix staff about this. And they, they didn't remember. And I was like, oh, that's because I'm old. And, and <laughs> I do remember this. Uh, way back when Final Fantasy VII first came out, mm-hmm. when that scene goes down yeah. and you lose a character for the rest of the game, mm. and people were like, there's got to be a way to get it back. Having played it through it so many times, I remember early in the game, there was an umbrella. Like all the characters had like goofy, like a goofy weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hers was the easiest to get. And everyone, I think, assumed because it did no damage, it was kind of crappy, that that was the secret. And I remember going through hundreds of internet message boards back in the day. People were like, all right, this is what you have to do. From level one until uh, you get to the crater, wherever the hell it takes place, mm-hmm. you have to only have her use the umbrella. And I remember doing that <laughs> shit. That was the first time the internet scammed me, and I've never Aww. forgiven them ever since that moment. And I remember that. Yeah, there were all sorts of crazy things like that. There, there and I was... think those are more fun than like, here's your DLC that you can save her. Because the whole point is you can't. <laughs> right. The whole point is she saves you, bro. Don't you get it? I got scammed with a, you can totally play a Sephiroth for the rest of the entire game if you do all of these things in this particular order. Oh, no. Restarting <laughs> the disc over and over and over again. I'm like, are you kidding? You know what? It was so bad. I blame so Squeenix bad. for that because they, the, they set the precedent yeah. with Magus. Mm-hmm. When they, when they, when Crown Trigger was like, oh, by the way, the villain, you're like, <gasps> they set that shit. Like from that point on, oh, the yeah. rules, there was no rules, no rules, no regulations. Story was whatever they wanted it to be. Yeah, I, I think as much as we saw Jesse in the, like in in, in everything so far, uh, I think they are going to expand her a bit. It just seemed it was such a troll uh, by by Squeenix. I know that you were there, Jesse. So you, I don't know if you happened to see the the promo material that they rolled out on the 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 day before um, when Dukes was at the concert. But they didn't show Tifa at all. They showed Jesse right. and they showed Aerith, and and I'm just like, what? No, no, no. You are not gonna. You are not gonna do this to my waifu. You cannot do this to Tifa. I'm just Can no. I tell you, first off, Tifa looks great. But second oh, yeah. off, <laughs> the minute they introduce new Tifa, I'm gonna let you know the first thing I thought of. Uh, being a, I'm gonna say, God, how old was I? 14 year old boy at the time, maybe. There is only one scene that I remember involving Tifa. That's the end of the game <laughs> when her like. Pixel boobs come up over the cliff and save you. <laughs> I think that's how it ends. She like pixel boobs her oh way to God. save you. And if that, if they recreate that scene one for one in this, <laughs> I, God bless Japan. <laughs> I'll have to wait 25 years for that episode to come out, but right. With like, some the DOA physics. Like, <laughs> and they save you. And I was like, oh, my God. You're like, yeah, they did. They saved me. Yeah. Tifa was. I remember that. I I remember Tifa. Tifa's always been my my female hero because she saves herself in in the game. She's not mass damsel in distress, even though she's like, hey, Cloud, if I was ever in trouble, would you come save me? You know, it's just, you know, she plays it off. But the fact that she was the first, like, big boobed character 
And being a teenager who was cursed with big boobs, and believe me, it was a curse at the time because in high school, everybody makes fun of you if you are different. I was different. She was my hero. She became my waifu in that moment. I'm like, I'm being represented in a video game. Yes, this is the greatest thing ever. That and let's be fair, her combat is so good. Although, oh yeah, she I have... just punches people to death. It's great. Yeah, no, I <laughs> so love it. No, she's such a badass, and I love it. I love it so much. But I have questions about her limit breaks now. What 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 is happening to my Vegas style casino slots? I I don't know what to do now. I I saw we her limit break in the footage, and like, we don't know nothing really. Like we saw only the the few things they showed us. I don't know. I know that there was a few. I got to um, do one of uh, Barrett's limit breaks. That was really cool. Mm. Yeah, I saw um, Cloud's uh, cross slash. Obviously, it looked really badass. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that you haven't just revealed yet. Like even, I'm not gonna lie to anyone. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna just tell everyone this right now. I got that super mega awesome edition, and you're probably <laughs> saying, Jesse, that's a lot of money. Why'd you buy that? Well, friends, let me explain this to you in the most Jesse way possible. Did I want that statue? No, I'm going to give that shit away. Did I want uh, all the art books? No, I'm going to give that shit away. Why did I get it? Well, because if you bought the normal version, you got one extra materia that I think was like a chocobo or something. <laughs> if you bought the upgraded edition, you got two extra materia. One, I think, was like uh, Carbuncle. But if you buy the super mega version, right. three extra materia summons. That's all I'm in it for. I don't give a shit about all that stuff. Like, I'm going to give that all away. But three extra summons worth the price of admission for me did they, say, <laughs> did they say what they are i haven't uh, i haven't have checked a, yeah it's carbuncle uh maybe chocobo you know all the shitty ones that don't matter but visually uh. i'm really excited to see them so then i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm so excited but uh yeah i don't oh cactar maybe is it cactar? uh that would be cute i might mean, yeah, they're not he's... the ones that are good but they're yeah. all ones that i just want to see right right yeah. I, I was gonna say please don't ever like dlc materia knights of the round if i don't get my knights of the round quad for the final battle i don't know what i'm gonna do i mean i <laughs> I, I have to i have like laundry to do you know so i just you know knights of the round set on quad you know just walk away come back an hour later it's still going it's, it's fine <laughs> I, I will say in the demo there was a hint of a leveling system mm. And my question is, this is my question that I always will have until we know for sure. How the fuck do you make a leveling system in a episodic game? This because is true. either you cap the level, which is kind of pointless to a leveling system, especially in an RPG where you're trying to outgrind the bosses. Right. right. Or you just say, go nuts, and someone's the guy who's going to get level 99 at the end of episode one. <laughs> for sure. They're going to have such a blast. Yeah. Like, well, I guess I'll just keep playing it until the next chapter comes out and then they'll hit max level. Yeah, and I feel like that, both of those seem weird to me. Yeah. And I think the whole idea of it being episodic is why I have, I just like, I don't know. Man, eh, we'll see. Here's the thing. If I can go to like Costa del Sol or I can go <laughs> to all the different locations in the next episode and it still feel like an open world RPG, golden saucer all day yeah then i'm oh my god you could spend so much time in just two just on golden saucer like it literally might just be episode three golden saucer (laughs) all the chocobo races chocobo breeding disc one (laughs) i mean that's so much time going for that gold chocobo you have no clue 
No, I do know. Uh, disc four or episode yeah. four, episode 5,000, who knows, is literally going to be Ultima Weapon, Ruby Weapon, Emerald Weapon, just, just, you just go for it, you know? Oh. Knock your dick up against a wall real hard over and over and over again because you're not going to beat it. I did beat it eventually, but man, was that a pain in the ass. Also, oh man, I keep thinking about transferring progress. Oh, shout out to chat for that too. Sometimes you do a thing and you're like, transfer progress and it don't work. At that point. Right? Yeah. You or are so what if you're a person who's like, I'll figure I'll join after episode four when I like the game. Oh. Do you need to have played episode one through three or can you just jump in at four? There's a lot of questions I don't know the answer to. And I'm, I'm down to get answers. I'm not saying I'm not excited for this game. I just don't know. And I hate not knowing shit. Same. I am looking for the point in my footage here where uh, they announced Final Fantasy VIII Remake. Right. Yeah. Sam was very excited about that. I freaked out so hard because you hear about all of the problems that that Squeenix were facing with funding and their revenue is just bad. You know, market sales are down. Like yeah, every no. other one has been re-released or remade in some way. Right. <laughs> like well, the people who really love eight were getting really shafted. Well, the, so. I think the idea behind eight was that they lost it. They lost the original, and that oh. that was a problem Is for a while. That's what I heard. I'm not positive. Oh God, so, if that's do, true, that'd be do not insane. quote me. Um, although I do find it very odd that. In the Final Fantasy VIII announcement, I am still looking for it. I mean, there was so much footage here. Um, when they announced it and they showed it on the screen, it was in a very strange resolution. Hmm. And so that kind of tells me that, I mean, it's probably not a full remake. It's just going to be uh, remastered, you know, HD, whatnot. Um, but it's they, the I mean, same it does look better. aspect resolution. People were comparing oh, the before yeah. and after, and it looks better. I'm just, uh, I was super... Super, super psyched. As soon as it, they were like, oh yeah, and it's coming this year. That's the thing too. This year? It's like, what were you guys doing? It is a beautiful game. Uh, I still stand by the fact that it's three-fourths a great game. Um, that fourth disc is atrocious. I still don't think the Laguna story even needs to exist. That is such a weird C-plot the, that uh, just kind of... only for the awesome music in the fights. Oh, like, 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 the battle like, theme. Like, yeah. But look, it's great. Make a Final Fantasy VI remake. <laughs> coward, do it. <laughs> do it, you cowards. Do it. <laughs> It'll be the best selling game of all time. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I will say it's awesome to see everyone who's like, Final Fantasy VIII has never been my favorite. But I will say the card game in it's really fucking cool. But Triple um, triad? Yes. Yeah, I love Hell that. Yeah. But uh, I think to see people be really excited, a lot of my friends are like, oh, Final Fantasy VIII, yes! And I'm like, you know what? I'm so happy for you. Like, yeah. I can't complain. They have remade Final Fantasy VI for every single console except for Switch now. So, yeah. like, I can't ever hate you. But, like, I'm so happy that you're getting this because eight, eight's great like it is a it is really good. if you're down for like a good love story it's got that in spades the so. junction system is worth it alone i thought that i, I was really torn t going from materia to junctioning because I, I one i just did not understand it. i'm like wow this is really complicated what's going on here mm. um 
and then drawing magic. As soon as I started my Final Fantasy VIII playthrough on stream after playing some Final Fantasy VII, I'm like, okay, guys, um, you know, maybe go get a snack, maybe go get some water, uh, maybe plan your 401k, build a CD ladder, because I'm going to be sitting here drawing magic for like 100 draw magics right. and every single magic for probably like the next five hours. And that's going to be really boring for you. So, so some aspects of it are a bit eh, and tedious, but overall junctioning system loved it absolutely mm. loved it it also a, has it's system. like prime fetish territory too i mean teacher with a whip come on y'all hey keistus <laughs> is my bae oh my gosh oh, i cosplayed the heck out of keistus oh she is yeah. my she's right. my librarian waifu right. yeah love it love it i'm it, gonna break it I, out i'm I, gonna rebuild it people need to understand final fantasy 8 is literally just high school drama the rpg Oh, it is. It the boys like with angst. The bully kid with his like gang of uh, except there's swords yeah. with guns attached to them. <laughs> right. Let's say it's uh, like rival high school RPG. It's crazy. I really, I gotta be honest. When I played eight when it came out, I did not like it. So I kind of want to replay it as an adult because all I remember about the game for the most part is that I did not enjoy didn't it. Enjoy it. Uh, yeah. So. I remember that I did not like Zell's combat very much because it's very Devil yeah. May Cry, the combinations. Right. So you literally had to break out your Brady Games strategy <laughs> right. guide and let it sit there. And you're like, okay, so uh, in order to get Zell's ultimate combo, we need to do... Da -da 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 I had all of those for every one of those Final Fantasy games. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to get the strategy guide every time. Yeah. And then I think it was the, what was it, 11 or 12, where you actually had to have the strategy guide because it was all online. I think it was 12. There was, like, so much stuff in the strategy guide that you absolutely needed, and then half of it was online yeah. as well. It was just really confusing. But uh, eight, 8 was yeah. so good. Uh, the story was a bit confusing near the end. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with the Jesse. The ending makes that, no sense. The ending yeah. is nonsense. It's like, Adia, what? 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 But I thought she was such a badass initially i'm like it's like maleficent but in final fantasy world yes let's let's it's, do it it's weird that it i like you know there's always the trope of the evil has a greater evil right <laughs> final fantasy is like the evil has a greater evil who has an even greater evil and you're like stop just stop please <laughs> evil up until two days ago this was a love story and now we're like in space what is happening and then there's a yeah. dog and then and then suddenly ragnarok like what what the what <laughs> it's wild it's wild i uh, i will say that it's definitely one of the it was one of those games that uh was very divisive coming off of at least at the time coming off of seven seven yeah. was universally loved and eight went a different direction oh yeah and yeah and they, tried I, to, they tried to save it with nine <laughs> Yeah, they're like, we're going to take it back. We're going to take it back. We're yeah, reclaiming was, this. Like, we're going to go back and retread one through six, kind of. Yeah, yeah. nine felt much more like the older ones. To Very me. much. Yeah, black also, mages. Also, it was much more adult. Than, like, even though yeah. nine had chibi-looking characters and little like a little kid black mage, the concepts in it were like life and death. And also, like, it was deep shit. Um Eight is literally a love story about like orphans, orphan love story, yeah. Yeah. and it's of it's like a really big difference, and so yeah, it's. Fa I guess you know what, good on them for taking a chance and doing different stuff and not just making three Final Fantasy thirteen games. <clears throat> oh my god, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which they definitely didn't do by 
by my count. No, no, of course not. I I reinstalled uh, Final Fantasy X on my Switch. I say reinstalled. I installed it on my Switch um, because I had not played it on my Switch yet. I missed the boat on Final Fantasy X. I did not play it when it first came out because I did not have the new console, so I couldn't play it. So I was just stuck with nine, thinking, yeah, this is great. Everybody's playing Final Fantasy X. That is like... Some of the voice acting is a little campy because they went like, this is the first time they did voice acting and they went like, let's get crazy named voices. It's all right. Voice acting wise, but the story is like legit. And some of those cutscenes way back in the day. Also, Lulu is my fucking queen. I love her. I love her so much. That woman just has a dress made of belts. belts. No, all those fuckers come off. She is my hero. Plus she has a little Moogle and I love her. Mm Mm-hmm. I wanted yeah. to make her co- uh, her outfit as a cosplay, and then I saw just how many belts I would need to make it, and I'm like, that it's is impossible. going to be it's so heavy. Task. It's going to be no. so heavy. Like, to make yeah. it realistic, it's going to be so heavy. No. Noping out of that. Um, but uh, Blitzball is basically what it's all about now. So <laughs> I, I am stuck in that territory. I love, love Triple Triad, uh, but uh, Blitzball is phew, nice. Um, I just, I want, I really hope and I know I'm taking it all the way back to our Final Fantasy VII discussion, I really hope that they still make the game as kind of random as it once was. Because there there are elements in that game that shouldn't kind of be in the game. Is it an MMORPG? Really? Oh, not MMORPG. Is it an RPG? Really? When you think about the fact that, hey, there is some open world, but there's also chocobo breeding, and then there's snowboarding, and then there's, hey, here's a bike chase, and, and you have these different mechanics that you have to get through. You know, there's racing, and just ju- dolphin jumping on a ledge as a mini game. Like, who does this? <laughs> so I hope that there's still some of those random WTF moments in the game, because I think that's what made it really endearing. I don't know how they're going to do that and still be episodic. <laughs> I think it also comes down to the translational bits because mm-hmm. that was seven was still when it was pretty the translation game in the u.s was pretty jank yeah. uh it wasn't until 10 when the trans like i think his name was alexander o smith is the guy um he did vagrant story ah. and then he did final fantasy 10 and then he like got promoted to a bunch of like a higher thing but uh he was the guy who first went in was like what if we don't try to do direct translations and just instead try to do like the spirit of the story, <laughs> right? which I think works really, really well compared to direct translations. And it's like, you spoonie bard, you know, like stuff like that. Where... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. And so I think because seven still falls under that category of, they were just trying to direct translate stuff. A lot of what's being said is gibberish or right. weird. And I think that's, I think that's, yeah, all those scenes where you finally remember, like, oh, that's silly. You don't quite, I don't know that we're going to get that this time around, basically. Mm. I hope it still keeps some of its charm. I I just, I don't want them to touch anything. I just wanted them to update the graphics, maybe remaster the sound. I get it. I didn't need them to touch the combat. I didn't need them to do all these other things. The fact that they're doing them, and, and as long as they're good, I mean, I guess, great, but... The Final Fantasy remaster I wanted didn't really need all of that. I, I just mm. no. I <sighs> episodic. I, I just I'm I'm with you. I don't understand. 
I, I don't get it. And hopefully we will get it at some point and it won't literally, suck. Yeah, literally everything about it other than the episodic aspect, I'm like jazzed for. Mm. And I just don't understand the the reasonings that they try to give because we have so many games out with so much content that are gorgeous. 15! There's so much shit to do in 15! Like, so I... It just doesn't make any sense to me. I think they don't want to close themselves <laughs> off from making additional DLC. They know the fan base will buy anything that they put out for Final Fantasy VII, period. If there's a if there's a Crisis Core DLC, boom, bought. It, it's yeah, done. My if, worry if, is, like, just like speaking of boom, bought, like, mm -hmm. let's say you're paying 60 for episode one. Sure. Episode two is another 60. Episode three, another 60, right? Mm -hmm. I just... I get that this is a franchise they can milk, and Lord knows I've seen them do it with Final Every Fantasy platform. VII, Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII The Look, they're all amazing, and I'm not biased. <laughs> no, like, they're all great. I, I, uh, Dirge of Cerberus was kind of shit, but it did have professional J-Rock star Gact as the villain, Heck which yeah. is, you know, just real great. Just, um, uh, there's, there's so much <laughs> content they made for Seven over the years that I understand people are continuously looking to buy more of it, but it's just like, don't wreck wow. it. Don't destroy it. Wow. Don't, yeah. Don't go too crazy guys. Like keep the goodwill train going, but also know that that will eventually disappear, especially if let's say one of the episodes sucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <sighs> Well, yeah, because we've talked before about how one of the dangers with episodic content, right, is that the, like you were just saying, yeah, the 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 hype around it dissipates over time, right? And if they're asking for like a decent amount of money per episode, and they don't put like nearly as much promotion and like effort into each one the sales are going to gradually go down and down and down. And also what's crazy is the jump between, I don't even know what they're like. It's like the shock of the technical aspects. If you remember playing Final Fantasy VII, everyone remembers the moment you left Midgar and oh, you're yeah. like standing on that bridge and then suddenly you're in an overworld map. Yeah. And you have been playing up to this point the length of yeah. some total games, like yeah. seven, eight hours. And suddenly wow. you're like, Oh, by the way, now there's a Final Fantasy map. Like you're you're not just walking around the streets of Midgar anymore. You're doing shit in an open Final Fantasy world. And so yeah. and there are other towns and there are other places to visit. The transition and the leap between episode one and episode two is so dramatic and vast that there's a lot of potential for them to really screw up what episode two is. Mm -hmm. Because episode one is self-contained. Yes. It's literally the Midgar story in the beginning of the game setting up a world. Episode two and beyond is now like, go wherever the hell you want. Meet all these new characters. Oh, there are airships now. Like Sid. <laughs> Sid is not even in Midgar. Yep. Right. You don't even get him like, until like, what, just tons three? of characters we will not meet in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you don't so get to see Zack. Like, major <laughs> characters. Episode two is make or break for this. Mm -hmm. Like, really, truly. Yeah. This give me bizarre but i i can't wait to see what they do i i would like to see them flesh out maybe some more of the the backstory i think they could do more in setting up the whole 
hey, it wasn't actually Cloud's memories. Maybe they'll resolve that's, some but that's stuff. Like, but that's a huge reveal for the end of the game. Oh, it would be, mm. yeah. That is, that is a massive, massive reveal for Sephiroth and everyone at the end of the game. That's mm. huge. To reveal it early is insane. Oh, I no, get that, like, no, I just know it, but if you're new... Yeah. I don't... No, I, I just mean, like, in the aspect of maybe showing a little more of what he went through, you know, what he remembers. It's like we, we hear him, like, when he's in the in the, the truck with them going up uh, to Nebel, and it's just like, you know, yeah, I went through all this stuff, this training, blah, 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 and... and uh, you know, I'm just saying, like, if, if we could get maybe some more memories, more flashbacks, maybe just kind of hammer it home a little more bit more. More of, like, the unreliable narrator stuff. Yeah, sort of, but not give it away. Definitely not. Yeah. Maybe just introduce it a little sooner. Maybe these flashbacks happen sooner, whatnot. Um, um, I, I would like to also see the Turks get a little more depth as well. I think that I that's huge. Rino, I love Rino them, too. Are great. I think there's so much more potential there for the... Actually, I, you know, I think we could almost dedicate an entire disc to running up those stairs in Shinra HQ. Not going to lie. And, what and, and, was, <laughs> what was the, what was the, Elena was her name. Elena, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Elena, Reno, and, oh, what was the other dude? It was Reno Rude. Uh, mm. uh, it's like bald dude. Rufus was Rufus, the leader, Rufus, right? yeah, Rufus. Oh, Sang. Sang. Sang? Was the other Sang? one. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the guy with the long hair who had like, yeah, all right. And then Rufus was the dude in white who was Shinra's There's son. so many of them. Yeah. I want I want I hilarious Turks scenes. I would be super into that. Yeah, the Turks were always great. Even oh, the man. marching in the parade bit, you know, that could get a little more involved dealing with the, the president. You know, that, all those things. Heidegger, you know, those things can, can get a little more involved, I feel. Um, wow, I forgot that they had all four of the Turks in Advent Children. Mm -hmm. Wow, I forgot about that. <laughs> I rewatched Advent Children. Of all of them. Like, yeah, it yeah. was the first time that they got to make Reno look real hot. They're so iconic. <laughs> even even uh, Biggs and Wedge getting a bigger piece of the story. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that there's... There, there's definitely enough material that they could expand. Even Eris's mom, maybe there's more backlashes on how she found Eris, whatnot. Um, how did Eris end up in that dilapidated church in the first place, growing flowers? Just different things, aspects. Uh, you, know, you know, my one hope that I, I, maybe it's a fear, that because we know Eris' fate, I think it's known to everyone, <laughs> oh, ever, yeah. period. Sure. That... The reason why it was so shocking is because it happened and it was unexpected and everyone felt like I never got enough time with her. Yeah. And that's what made it so sad. Yeah. And I wonder if by expanding on her character and building it out and being like, oh, we know what her fate is, so we're going to give you a lot of information and like that it might take away from the fact that when it happens, you're like, oh, I got everything I needed. It's kind of <laughs> like. The, that's I fair. I think I they might know. drive the emotional blackmail home a little bit more. I, yeah, I really I do. I, I think that their goal, if they do expand on her in any way, is going to be, we're going to make her so fucking likable. You're going to cry all over again when she dies. Like, I know, you know what? <laughs> she was all right. I was, I was like, all right, flower girl, you're okay. I, uh, you know. The thing I was most... I Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, the thing I'm most pissed off about with her death, it wasn't the fact that she died. It was the fact that all of the shit I had equipped to her, all that material died with her. 
once, once, you, once you learned what happened, every time we went back and played, you, you always unclamped everything off of her. It's true. Um, yeah. So before I had ever played it, I visited my cousins mm. and my cousin David was playing the game. And I literally walked down the stairs into their basement and saw her die. Oh. So when I played, you I was knew. like, Oh, she's going to die. <laughs> but I I was doing the same thing that we were just talking about where I was like, but maybe I can prevent it. <laughs> maybe I can prevent it somehow. And I was like obsessively thinking about that the whole time. It so was I a think genius move. It was a genius move on Square's part for that. Oh, yeah. for sure. It's like she dies even before you can mostly get her ultimate weapon. Like that was the big deal. Any yeah. games manual. It's like, here's everybody's ultimate weapon. Here's where to find them. And I'm like, but, but she's going to, She's gonna die. What's like, the point? Why? Yeah, well, that's what made it. That's what made the mystery like so phenomenal. Is even at the end, when all the characters are standing on rocks, there was one free rock, and people are like, "That's where Aerith would stand." If you break, if you like <laughs> save her, that's where. Like, I'm telling you, they left things like that throughout the game, which I'm like, that's excellent game. Like games craftsmanship is yeah. they created a thing that made people inspired to play the game more and more and more and more. Even though there is no, there was nothing you could do. Yeah. Unless you game genie that shit and broke the game. <laughs> uh, the only other thing that I, I hope that they include in this version uh, that was not in the original. It was slated to be in the original Final Fantasy VII, but it was cut because of them believing that it was too suggestive for the audience they were targeting. And if you consider at the time we were younger and we were the Sorry, core demographic... Um, yeah, right. <laughs> we were fine. Uh, and at the end of Final Fantasy VII, right before the final battle, uh, Tifa and Cloud are on the airship. And the way that they come out is very suggestive. And they have a conversation. They have dialogue that basically suggests that they spent their last night together believing oh, that they I were going see. to die. I, and, can I tell you something mm. as just a fa Like, I never, ever, ever saw Cloud and Tifa ever getting together. Me, I did. I did. 100%. 100%. Cloud loved Aerith, and the two of them, I no. thought that Tifa was like, nope. I don't fucking need no man to take care of my ass. I'm nope. going to be a badass bitch, and you can just can't, fuck We off. can't start this ship war no, now. Not no. now in 2019. We can't do this. No, he <laughs> he was her childhood crush, and I've, I've, oh, I've had so many fights and arguments with people who have played this game, and they're like, yeah, but, you know, because his memories are fake, he was never really there. And I was like, no, that she she was gravely injured almost mortally injured she doesn't actually know what she remembers that's why she has this dialogue where she's like well you know you know sometimes we don't really remember the things that blah 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 i'm like no Aerith and zach go go with that enjoy that's that it's that. better that they were all messed like cloud loved Aerith because he had fake memory well you know never mind let's not talk anymore let's move on let's move on tifa and cloud for life childhood sweethearts forever no, but, but all I'm saying is the developers, they knew that Tifa and Cloud were going to be together. So, ha! <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. It's left to interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> they took it out for a reason. No, no, no. Cloud and Barrett went to the gold saucer. And no, Cloud game. and Barrett. It'll keep you for life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No. They, all got, they all got frisky in my game. That's another story that can also be expanded on, by the way. Barrett and uh, Marlene <coughs> and, and whatnot. That that whole situation. Yes, I feel like that I would actually love for them to go into that more as well. Yeah. All right. Enough of Final Fantasy. What else happened to E3 besides Keanu Reeves? Who saw that coming, Cyberpunk? <laughs> uh, 
I didn't. Uh, but I, you're I, breathtaking. <laughs> I love that guy, except I didn't like that he showed up at every single conference after that and also heckled every every other i mean there was someone ever since uh cd project red gave him that one guy a i guess like a a, a free copy of the game or whatever or some swag there was yeah. a heckler in every single conference after that shouting out things i was yeah. like you rewarded that behavior and now everyone thinks that they're going to get free shit if they shout out these crazy things during the conferences that sounds right uh, yeah yeah so what do we think about uh cyberpunk jesse Yo, it's the first game I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went there 11 a.m. on Tuesday. Very first thing I saw. Uh, here's what I'll say. I think last year, everyone went in mind blown of what about what they saw. Like, visually stunning. Like, it looked amazing. I think this year, the demo they brought was more technical. Mm. And so, it wasn't like a shock to the system playing it. There were a few things that I was like, holy shit. But um, what they showed was... Like, last year, they showed gunplay. They showed you what you could do. Like, you could shoot through walls and shit, and then you could, like, see through the holes you made in the wall. This year, they straight up just went like, okay, uh, you can play as a man or a woman. Here are some of the settings. And they, like, went through setting stuff. And they're, and they're like, you can change everything about your character. You can change, like, literally everything. Everything cyber implants. You can be whoever you want to be. Adam Jackson. Um, <laughs> You can have uh, uh, all these different cool outfits. They showed the different things you could buy and sell. They uh, showed you the stats. Like, it straight up is like an RPG where you have all of your different stat things, like charisma and all this different shit. Um, then they have all these additional bits that they were showing off. They showed uh, hacking, and they showed all the different ways you could do stuff, and they went back and forth between characters. So they, like, did a scene as um, male V which was done uh, more like tough guy. I'm going to go in there and no, sorry, done hacking. And they did a female V and they went in and just shot the place up. And they showed you the different ways you could do scenes. So it was very cool. technical. There wasn't like a through line of all of it, like a story. Mm-hmm. This one was straight up like, we're going to show you this and then we're going to show you this and we're going to show you this. And so there was a lot to see. And I think uh, most of the reaction walking out of it was it still looks awesome and it's going to be a great game. But the demo they showed was explaining what the game was rather than trying to hype you up more right and so and for me that's fine because now i know everything about the game that i wanted to know yeah but um it also you know it, it had vibes of being day sexy it has um like some of the, man some of the things that are in that game are genius like so there's uh one of the parts they showed us you go to this community and i think they're speaking creole hmm. and uh your character does not speak it but you can get buy an eye implant that translates uh, the text that they say. And it, as it appears on the screen, it translates into English. So you can understand what they're saying, which makes there some really good conversations. They're like talking shit about you and you can like <laughs> and turn it back on them. It's really cool. Uh, one of the biggest problems that I had is, is I don't know if they do this for later demos, but for ours, um, I had two big issues with the demo. I saw mm-hmm. one is that every time they were given options, right? Like, you were talking to a person and you had a choice. It was always, like, four things on the screen, maybe five. And usually you'd see one that was, like, streetwise or, um, like, a technical or something that you would spec into. We never once chose those choices. And I'm like, why do we – we're spec'd into it. Why are we not choosing that? It made me right. so bad. Afterwards, I was like, 
I know you did that just so we wouldn't see what those options are, but I really want those. I wanted to see what they were. That, that <laughs> yeah, was important. Yeah. Um, and then another thing is the hacking in the game. I They must have hacked five or six times. I couldn't tell you how to hack. The hacking looks so confusing. I couldn't figure it out. And then one of the things that aggravated me is one of the hacks was we went to go hack a terminal. We had level eight hacking, and it was a level four terminal. In my mm -hmm. mind, that you go to no that problem. terminal, and you're like, bloop, and you're in. Right. In the game, you still have to do the hacking minigame. And I was like, they need to change that. I feel like they're probably going to change the hacking minigame because a lot of people I talked to were just like, what? What's the point of it, having the It was like numbers hacking. and letters combined, and I couldn't figure out what – like, visually, it looked cool. Like, it looked like a cool terminal you were hacking into. Right. Couldn't tell you what the hell you actually were doing. Um, but I will say, Keanu is not just a side character. Keanu is literally in your head. The premise... Yeah, I heard that. You find a chip, and it's like a chip that might contain the key to immortality, and Keanu is in that chip. And oh he is God. in your head. And so he is with you the entire story. Sold. And it's not just like, it's literally <laughs> Johnny Silverhand smoking a cigarette, talking shit to you while you're in cutscenes. And, and, and they're like, we're going to find Silver. And he's like, they ain't going to find shit. And you're like, oh. <laughs> I love him so um, much. Ugh. Yeah, it's really cool. And then uh, another thing that we got to see is we got to see, it's cyberpunk, right? So you know that that besides there being the real world, mm. there is that like cyber world. Right. And we, at the very end of the demo, you finally get to see what that looks like. So cool. Like when you go into, you go into an ice bath, and they're like, we're going to take you deep into this, like in, into the net. And you're like, hell yeah. And then like Keanu Reeves is sitting on the edge of the bath, just like you're fucked. And you're like, oh, this is going to be great. It's like the, <laughs> the girl bath scene we always wanted, but with Keanu Reeves. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's really, really cool. The This is going to be one of those games where I think a lot of people are going to be really impressed with all the aspects of it coming together the way it does. But I also think that because there's so many aspects, I'd be foolish not to think one or two things are going to be kind of like, all right, and not great. Mm. And they right now, hacking great. definitely seems like a all right kind of. Like, usually I'm the sneaky one. And if I and like I don't like to play games where I go in and shoot up the place. Sure. But if I had a choice right now, I'd shoot up the place because that looks and feels cooler. Right. And right now, hacking is kind of like I did a thing and no one caught me. Hee <laughs> hee. And um, <laughs> I, I feel like in a world in the world of cyberpunk where everything's electronicy, that should be the coolest shit in the world. Right. Like, right. Into stuff that should make me feel like I am in the Matrix with Johnny Mnemonic himself. Like there should be. Yes. I don't know. I'm, I'm. We've got plenty of time, but uh, it looked cool. I just there were a few things I was like, all right. Now that I see gameplay, I see things I love. I see things I'm like, uh, but Keanu, man. Oh, uh, they like killed it. it. I. He's like <sighs> in it. It isn't just bullshit. He's like in it. Mm. I'm so amped for that. I I I know that. I posted my my reaction, my live reaction to him coming out on stage and everything, and even him showing up in in the game. I heard that actually made the rounds at CD Projekt Red. So, 
Yeah, <laughs> enjoy that. Uh, I have a thing for facial recognition. It was the same thing with Death Stranding when that first was released. And I'm like, I knew that it was Leia Sidhu as soon as I saw her face. And I knew Lindsay Wagner as soon as I saw her. I was just like, yeah, I do this thing where I can pretty much nail facial recognition. He didn't even have to take off the glasses. As soon as he did, though, everybody else knew I called that shit first. It's like, <laughs> Keanu? I-, I love him so much. But when they could not have made cyberpunk any more hype than it already was from everything that we've seen at previous conferences we want this game and they don't need to drive it into the ground like for example anthem okay let me just put that out there remember how hyped up that was hype 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 and then what happened when anthem actually came out none of us were interested in playing it we were just like "Eh, that's the thing that we've been hearing about for a while that's the difference here is that Mm. anthem was hyped then they show footage from Anthem and people are like, what the what the hell is this game? And I think right. with this, CDP hyped it last year. And this year yeah. they brought actual gameplay. Right. And people can still leave the room being like, I yes. found stuff to love. Right. And that, I think, is the problem with most, like, especially this year's E3. Mm. There was a lot of footage, not a lot of actual gameplay. Oh, yeah. A lot right. of pre-rendered, so, pre-produced. Yeah. Even though there's a lot of shit I was hyped about. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so hyped for that game. It's that same realization that eventually you have to see what the actual game looks like and how it plays. And no game can ever possibly live up to the hype of anything. So like, just right. show us the game. We'll be much happier if we just see the gameplay. Yeah, I, I, just, I thought that CD Projekt Red handled <coughs> that whole situation really well. Um, since I've been diving back into PR and marketing, <laughs> it, I, just, I, I like the fact that they reeled it back in showed a bit more i mean massive colors for one no the aesthetic i like that they showed off more of the aesthetic um and that they you know they nailed it with keanu at the end they didn't do this whole uh let's 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 hype you up for about 40 minutes out of our conference here and uh you know bring out mass developers and maybe also some celebrities to play mobile phone games or some junk who knows what else they could possibly do but i just i really appreciated how they handled it they reeled it back in they didn't overhype but then they they left field keanu it was all anyone could talk about for the rest of the conference. And honestly, I think CD Projekt Red won E3 hands down with how they handled it. I mean, they put up pictures of all of the awards that they got from E3. It was insane. So, yeah, they, they did pretty pretty well. There's, there's, I will say I love Cyberpunk. I love mm. CDP. I did find other games that I walked away being like, that might be my game at E3. We're excited for that. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that I'm not excited for Cyberpunk. I very much am. Mm. It's just that other games i was like oh this is coming sooner and it's something that like is vastly different than everything like what the biggest thing that i had was cyberpunk i had cyberpunk and then a game called outer worlds oh Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, very so so outer worlds is like if you combine fallout with uh maybe borderlands Mm -hmm. and it has the like where cyberpunk was going in very serious in their demo uh, out of worlds was like pretty funny there's one part where you go uh, like all those remember how i had the problem with in, in cyberpunk they were just like they would never do the the weird choices the weird thing yeah yeah and out of worlds that's all they did every time they went to a thing if there was a special choice they always like one time you're like talking with a robot and the robot's giving you shit and you can like respond to it in like ones and zeros <laughs> oh, it says, let's, I guess look it up but this guy's like screw it let's just talk to it and the robot was getting more and more aggravated the more we kept doing it stuff like that 
I, it's, it seemed like a very fun, very cool game, and it was in the same spirit of Cyberpunk. Mm. And so, I'm, you know, I'm all for games that are choice driven and you know first person like Deus Ex. I love that stuff. I thought that was same. really. So, I'm down for it. It seemed really, really cool. Um, but uh, also had that vibe of like, this is gonna be a silly, fun adventure. So don't take it too seriously. Right. Uh, I was like, all right, cool. So I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, a lot of people said that was their game of show. I don't know if that would be it for me. Um, I played a lot of other games. I was like, oh my god, I can't wait. Uh, can uh, I ask if you played uh, Watch Dogs Three by any chance? Because I thought you that the fact the that they grandma, I, 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 right, I so love it. I love it. I, I need her to have corgis. I need it. I need a, a. I need a DLC where you can play as the queen, have a corgi gang, and we bite the ankles off of all those fuckers all around London. I, I need that let in me, my let life. Let me tell you the the best part about this. Those who don't know, gameplay. <laughs> Watch Dogs Three is literally just like we're gonna be in the UK. We're gonna be in London, and more importantly. You can make your team out of anyone. Mm-hmm. Anyone. You recruit anyone. And straight up, you're damn right you can recruit an army of just grannies. Ex-assassins <laughs> grannies. Yes. I love it. It is, it is the craziest effing thing I've ever seen. It, I watched people I love just it. like go out of their way to recruit grannies. I'm not even... I'll be real. I don't think this game would be 90% as hype as it is. If they didn't reveal that you could have old women badasses. Literally. Mm-hmm. Literally. That's all anybody has talked about to with me, this game is like, I can be a badass grandma. That's all people did. The entire show was make a granny squad and go out and like see what grannies could do. And it's hilarious. I can't wait. I can't it is wait. Not, it, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's, 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 it reminds me of Saints Row. Oh, yeah, Saints Row 3, right? It's like if you can be a 500-pound a woman with a dildo bat being a complete and total badass, and that's amazing. <laughs> Choice, diversity yeah. in a game. Yeah. I love it. Let's be 70-year-old women who once were assassins and just kill everyone. I, I just I can't. I love it. And the fact Absolutely. that they actually showed gameplay. This is one of the only games that showed gameplay at the Ubisoft conference, and I just, I, I love everything about it. I could not play the first two Watch Dogs, honestly. I played the first Watch Dogs, and I think about five minutes in, I quit the because first one the driving sucked. was horrible. The first one was awful. The second one, I think I had issues with the narrative. I thought that it was just a bit too, I don't know, left field, I guess. I, it, just, it felt really unsettled. And I don't know why. I need to go back and maybe try it again so I have a clearer opinion on why. The second one's why. definitely better, but that's like <laughs> a low bar. But it's much right. better than the first one, if that matters. <laughs> then I'll probably just try and play the second one again and not ever even go back to the first one. But as soon as I saw this, I, I, I want it. I, Watch Dogs, the concept of Watch Dogs is something that is 100% up my alley. I love the whole stealth I love the hacking. concept of it. Yeah. Uh, when the trailer first came out for the very first Watch Dogs, I, I think I almost cried because it was everything that I wanted in a game. It, I, I was like, Ooh, you can hack the lights, hack the phones, hack the planet. It is Hackers the game. Like, how can but you the not? Character, they, they picked the worst like lead character for a concept like that. Like, let's have a piece of shit be our hero. And you're like, right. I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but oh, uh, um, three. Sorry. Mm. No, you're fine. Uh, I will say, I don't think it was my game of show, but it was mm. the most fun I had playing a demo. Uh, I went and did uh, Wolfenstein. Oh, um, yeah. 
So literally they just sat you down and you could play the first hour of the game. Oh, amazing. And nice. It was I know a lot of people were like, I don't know how to feel about the two the two daughters, like what is or who are these characters? Literally the intro is like about their family, about growing up. You learn about these two girls. I was charmed. I was so charmed from the beginning. <laughs> because so basically they are two uh Jess and Soph are two they're definitely BJ Blaswitz kids. They're two like country bumpkin yokel like yokel girls. One of them snort laughs. They're hilarious, but when uh they're obsessed they're obsessed with this British book that's like a British Hardy Boys and they keep okay. quoting it to each other and they talk about it with like all their friends and it's really funny. And so when they go on their mission, it, their very first mission is to infiltrate this Zeppelin uh to try and find their dad. And they've never killed anyone before, let alone a Nazi. And it, like when they do their first kill, like it's comical. It is <laughs> incredible. It's so funny. Like they're like making like one of them's like they're like cracking up, snort laughing while puking at the same time. One girl like they keep saying references back and forth to each other from this book. Like they've created these two characters that I. Instantly, an hour in, I was like, I love this game. <laughs> I'm ready for it to come out. It is, it's BJ is Black. Is like, player all, Yeah, I was going to say, is, they, they, it they lined it up player. to be co-op. You can play alone or with or with a friend. So. Yeah, awesome. it, um, I, one of the comments I made that I thought was really funny is, the Nazis prepared so hard for BJ Blazkowicz, they made everything only openable by two people, which is ironic, because now everything can be opened by two people. Like, everything in this <laughs> game is just like, it requires two. You'll never get to me, BJ. You require it was great. Uh, the combat's ridiculous. The characters are just so much fun. Um, everything about this game is was delightful. It it viscerally felt incredible. Um, the story that I got to experience is told very very well. It very much is the like third in this game mm. cycle. It was it's really i loved this thing mind you it's only the first hour but like an hour in i was like i love these girls i love both of them <laughs> i will protect them at all costs yeah and, and it's one of those things where they are just like they're too the way you can play them mm. is first player i believe is jess and second player is sophie no matter what but you can other than that you can change everything about them like there's customizable options for everyone that you play um i think the setup is Jess is supposed to be like the gunner, and so is supposed to be like the badass who can like box and fight and stuff. Um, okay. But you can change that shit. You can change their outfits, and you can change everything about them to make them the, play the character you want them to be. But um, w once I upgraded to the part where I could have two uh, like two one-handed guns, it was <laughs> over. The guy I was playing with, he and I were in the middle of like France, just gunning down Nazis, and I was like. It's good to be back, baby. Yeah. Oh, it felt good. I was so happy. <laughs> I love that shit. It was great. How did they handle it with the with the co-op anyway? Is it at all uh, split screen or or is it just individual? I mean, just we played on there? two different PCs next to right. each other. Ah, okay, I don't okay. know if it's split screen. I imagine, God, if it is, cool. I always hate split screen stuff. So it never do I. That's, do. that's why I was asking. But the option <laughs> is nice to have. But sure, sure. I just don't know if it's there. We played on I it was one of the few demos I got to actually play on a PC. Mm. It felt great. It Aww. was a, thank you, Bethesda. I got to play Doom and uh Wolfenstein on PC. The oh only, nice. 
the only things the entire con they were like no we don't have a controller here's a mouse and keyboard and i was like thank you so much thank you <laughs> thank you um finally like doom by the way yeah, I was just gonna ask you about Doom because I that was that was my moment during the entire conference. Like, yes, it is fucking awesome. It Gosh. is one of the, the first off, as you know, the music is incredible. The violence <laughs> is out of bounds. The combat is like not only fast, but they they so now, for example, um, you like chainsaw with the C, and that's how you get back ammo. Or you can set them on fire to get back health. Or you like all these things they they have. There's no reason to ever slow down. Mm. Like there's mm. no like, when you when you like hit an enemy or shoot an enemy enough without instantly killing them, they glow. And then you can instantly press like C or E or whatever you want to press and run up to them and like do a combo or do a thing. And so now you're literally just going from enemy to enemy, brutalizing them. And aside from the bigger guys who we actually have to have strategy for. Mm. It's so frenetic and fast and just like crazy looking. Mm. Oh my god, it was a blast. There was one part that I kept getting stuck on only because I forgot mechanics. I'm an idiot, but I do that all the time because it was like the wall grab where you can grab onto wall and climb walls. Mm. I forgot you could do that, so I came to the edge of a cliff and for maybe five minutes was like, "What do I do?" I kept jumping off to my death. I was like, <laughs> I, was like "I can like dash across," and I could never make it. I was like, "What the hell do I do here?" And then it like hit me as I looked across. I was like, "Oh yeah, I can climb walls. I'm such a dummy." So um, yeah, but uh, oh my god, it visually this Doom looks dope as shit. I will simply yeah. say, the premise of the demo was like, "I gotta get." Oh, it starts out. It's incredible. You're in a room with a bunch of scientists, and they're like freaking out. They're like, "Oh, there's an invasion. We gotta find him back." And you're like walking through this room. And all the scientists are like freaking out the monitors. And they look at you and they all like fall over. The, like one of them passes out and you're just like, I got this. Open the gate. And they're just like, oh, oh, shit. Should we open the gate? And he's like, open the goddamn gate. And you like go through and just murder all these like, like undead space marines and demons and shit. And the whole premise is like, I've got to get back to Mars. I've got to get to the demon gate on Mars. So literally you're hopping from like ship to ship, which is awesome. And then at the end, you get to a giant cannon, and you're like, only one way down. You put yourself in the cannon and yeah. launch yourself at Mars. Amazing. That's like, the most Doom thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> I love it's it. So, I was like, this is awesome. It was really cool. Ugh. Yeah, and that's like, and then the last little level of the demo was just like a crazy arena on Mars that was like, if you can survive this, congrats. <laughs> it, was, it was wild. Um, yeah, really, really cool stuff. Definitely... Either you're a Doom fan or you're not. There is no, like, in-between. Mm, right. The level of... Because so much stuff is happening. Either you're going to die a ton before you catch on, or you are going to love every minute of it and be like, I'm a blood god. Like, there's no in-between. And so I think this one's for all the, the longtime fans that are ready to get crazy. Mm. So, yeah. It, it was, looks it was, amazing. It was really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm going back through looking at the... Uh... I guess the multiplayer, the BR that they threw in, and I'm just like, ha, 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 ha. It's just, it all looks so satisfying. I mean, I didn't really need that. It's like, thanks, I guess, for putting that in. I don't need that. It's, I'm probably not going to play that part, but, you know, hey, it's there. Just as long as it's tacked on, if, as long as it's an afterthought and not the what you spent the most time in development on, I'm good. Golden. Right. It's fine. <laughs> but it still looks cool. 
Um, uh, sorry. I was going to ask if you got any hands-on time with After Party because I'm so excited for that uh, game. I didn't get hands-on time. I hosted the After Party panel at, uh, gotcha. the, yeah, at the convention. That was fun. Um, shout out to all the amazing voice actresses that showed up for that panel. Uh, it was really cool. Um, yeah, basically it is just like Thoughts you have not. died, gone to hell, <laughs> and you are now the idiot who came up with the plan to outdrink Satan to get out of hell. Nice. And yeah. It, it is the craziest looking game. I I feel like I asked them. I I did like the whole like. So what's the core loop of the game? And they gave the whole like, oh, core loop, so fancy. And I, I don't think they actually gave me an answer. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like, don't know what it is. I think they're trying to keep that under wraps for a little bit. But um, right. It looks really cool. I'm like the art style is fantastic looking. I mean, knowing them and the fact that the main characters are like two best friends in hell together, probably going to be a lot of like soul searching shit that goes on in this game. Well, it's um, something like oxen free where you start out at one point and you end at a totally different point you're like what just happened yeah yeah exactly so yeah um i will say uh if you want to get like real first off uh went to bandai namco and played uh man of madan or madan oh. which is the the follow-up to until dawn oh uh, okay and Sean Ash, first off, I think is it Sean Ashmore? Sean, the guy who played Iceman in the X-Men way back oh, in the day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was there, and I didn't even recognize him until I started playing the game. By the time I saw him in the game, I, like, turned around, he was gone. I was like, oh, boy. Well, <laughs> like, um, fuck. But, uh, it was, so, like, I didn't want to get spoiled, because I know we're going to play it for Scary Game Squad. And so I was like, Kristen, <laughs> you play. Do whatever choices you want to play. Just, like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to hear anything. So I didn't hear any sound, but I watched her play. Uh, at a certain point, Sean asked, like, she was given the option of either picking up a knife and trying to save her friends or getting in a boat and running away. And right. she had Sean Ashmore get in a boat and drive away. He was gone the rest of the demo. I don't know what <laughs> happened to him. I think he Amazing. left. It was so funny. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> left and i i couldn't hear anything so i don't know if it was part of the story or that's just a weird choice she made but it made me laugh so hard i was like i can't believe this is in this game um amazing really cool visually stunning just like until dawn it looks incredible uh and it was really spooky um i try not to pay attention to too much of it but it looked great um i'm so excited uh i played moons of madness um was that there's nothing Literally, it is like the movie The Martian, except imagine you're the Martian, but on Mars, there are evil, otherworldly, like old gods. And so it looks so cool. The intro was really scary. And then like the lore building they're doing. I think the dev said that it is in the world of... Uh, oh my god, what is that RPG? Like, the MMORPG that was um, about, like, um, oh my god, like, it had the dragons, and it had uh, uh, the Illuminati. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, I know what you're talking about. Yes. It, it takes place in the secret world. It's, oh, it's wow. part of that universe. And I was like, what? So that's That's interesting. 
it was like a really really cool game um and of course all the scares were like what the hell did i just see you know like it was <laughs> you got scared by a thing that is undescribable um right. that was i played a game that at first i was like okay what's this gonna be it was called conan chop chop i think okay and, it like, and it's a conan the barbarian game but done in the style of like even know how to describe it was very silly very cartoony it's a it's a um a roguelike but it's also really fun like it is a, it's it's a couch co-op game that's all it is and it is designed to be played with friends and it was so good you have no i like it, i think originally it was supposed to be a joke and they just made the game and it's really really fun i was shocked how much fun we had we almost didn't make it to another appointment because we just kept playing it. Oh my gosh, so it looks funny. so cute. It looks yeah. like uh, it looks like um kind of don't starve. Don't starvey. That's yeah. what I thought too. It's really, really fun. Um or like a behemoth I, game. But I think I'm gonna say this might be my my show my game of show. My show of game. Uh <laughs> my favorite game that I played there the entire time was um control. Oh like Y'all, we got hyped about that from last E3. I oh feel, my God. or was so it the Game Awards? I can't remember which. Let me try to describe this to you because it is crazy. It, mm. Imagine. Uh, thankfully, we talked. We, we were talking with a journalist beforehand. I'm gonna steal this from him because he said it perfectly. It is Die Hard meets David Lynch. It is. Okay. So basically, you play as. Shout out to this year being the year of Jesse in video games. You play as a woman named Jesse. They're all women though, which is fine. That's, I, you know, whatever. One day we'll get a male Jesse and he'll be awesome. Uh, <laughs> but um, so you literally you, you play as like the head of an of this control agency, and something has happened. Like, I don't know what, but there has been a rip in space or time or something. I have no clue. And you are you have telekinetic powers, and right. you can like throw shit. Literally everything in this game can be thrown. It's incredible. You also have a cool gun, uh, and there are these weird like demonic entities that you have to fight. It's very very bizarre, but beautiful looking. And then every character you talk to is like a David Lynch character. You meet this one guy <laughs> who I think was from Sweden or uh, Norway. Kristen thought he might be from Iceland. He's from the northern part of the earth. And he straight up is just like, you know, the squirrel's ice is always the coldest in the winter. And you're like, what? <laughs> He's like, wow. that's right. If you just go through that door, unending sadness. You're like, wait, what? What are you talking about? It is like the game is so cool. Um, what I loved is that Kristen, when she played, she fist fought guys, right? Sure. When right. I played, I never touched a soul. I would pick up just everything in the camera room and yeah. throw it. I would throw everything. And it it was so fluid. And it made me really hope Fallen Jedi or Fallen Order is like this. Because yeah. the telekinesis worked. When you threw a thing, you felt it. And you could pick up like a box and run through rooms with it. And so you could, you, and it didn't like hurt you to keep holding it. Like it took your bar Not of like, telekinesis down to like half. So you couldn't like pick it up and then pick up another one immediately. But you could take it around with you and like move around. Um, there so was, not like Bioshock telekinesis. 
<laughs> where it's like, oh, you can't take this out of the room now. Right, right. Also, it was like weird shit. Like I read a letter in one room that was like, don't go near the Ferris wheel, whatever you do. That horse, don't go near it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so I entered a room and like, as I walked towards the middle of the room, fell through the floor and ended up in a weird world. And in the middle of this world was like this horse from a Ferris wheel uh, and, or merry-go-round or whatever it is, uh, merry-go-round. And um, I like went up to it and started like a crazy ass mini game. It was so insane. And then at one point I found something in the demo that the devs had to come over and be like, did you film that? And I was like, yeah, oh yeah, I was filming that. And they're like, don't show don't that. Use that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why? It literally was like, I found a TV and it was a live action puppet show. But it was like the most David Lynch thing. It was like a puppet operating on another puppet. And but it was upside down and the audio was like garbled. Mm -hmm. And they're like, it's an Easter egg thing, and we don't want to show that off too early. And I was like, what is this game about? <laughs> it was the most fun I had. It looks it was amazing. Perfect, it was the perfect Jesse game. I was two thousand percent into this shit. I was just like I, I, I remember when it was either E3 or the Game Awards, one of the two, I want to say it was last year's E3, where we saw maybe a glimpse of this game. It, we saw like kind of like the force pushing stuff. But I mean, I think the, the trailer for it was maybe a minute, not even a minute. It was a very but just like blip. flying through the like the room that's moving around her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just it was like a blip, yeah. and and we're like we're just kind of glossing over. It. It's like yeah, it looks kind of cool, but is it supposed to be like maybe a VR game? Is it you know what is it? And for them to come out the gate with all of this, I mean, it's like a twenty minute demo, I think. I don't know. I'm I'm happy to see more of it. I well, the demo still... they gave us mm. was literally like. We're dropping you in chapter three. This is the first time the game really opens up. Go. Like, they didn't... We had no instruction. In fact, before we started playing, they played us a video clip of the end of chapter two to show us kind of what was happening. Context. Uh. Just, and even that told us nothing. So, like... <laughs> yeah. They were talking about, like, how... They're the, I guess they some of them have vests that protect them from the anomaly. Whatever the shit that is. Like, okay. So much bizarre stuff in this game. I just... They just dropped us in. They're like, go, this is chapter three. Have fun. We'll tell you when the hour's up. And we were like, okay. And so everyone did something different. Like I was watching oh, people cool. around the room. I went on, you know, my usual shit where I go on like 50 billion side quests and started doing everything there was to do. And I watched other people in different areas. I like found a an area that I suppose is used as a shooting range. But because I have my powers, I could like change the room and like change the shape of the room and by doing that i unlocked like a portal to another universe or something it was <laughs> and but i, I learned i think it. i was the only person in the room i learned to take the earth around me and use it as a shield so if anyone was nice. shooting at me i could like the ground would just particleize around me and like i could use the rubble and i thought Amazing. that was pretty dope yeah there's so much cool stuff bender just <laughs> the more i played the more i was like oh my god this is my favorite game of all time it was so <laughs> cool y'all i was so hyped for it so um, this was definitely awesome. your your game of e3 then no no <laughs> but wait there's more okay but wait there's more the very that night i think it was wednesday i went over to devolver and <gasps> uh, uh, yes. this is the game this is a game that I played not once, not twice. After they shut down the booth, I went back 
played it again with the devs again. Then the uh, team from uh, Larian walked in, played it a fourth time with them. Five times I played this game. It's a game called Fall Guys. It is a game that I think might be the next big thing on the internet. I'm convinced of this. Oh, it yeah. is, it's going to take over Fortnite for sure. It is, I'm letting you know. Fall Guys is straight up like Fall Tetris guys? 99 and that it's 100 players. Uh, and it's the, uh, what is that thing called? Takashi's Castle? Whatever that mm -hmm. show was? Yes, 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 yes. And literally, you go through rounds. Like the first round, you have to run through the walls. And it's the first half of the players to get across, going through all the walls, move on to the next round. Next round that we played, like you would pull, um, yeah, most extreme challenge or whatever that was. Yeah. yeah MX but it was based off of Takashi's Castle. I, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we know, and we you know. Pull, you would pull the tails. Often, guys, mm -hmm. and whoever had tails got to move on. And then the last thing is you would run up to the top and try to grab a crown. And it was so chaotic and so much fun. And playing with 100 people, I kept, I went back over and over. This and looks over. awesome. It was <laughs> awesome. It is the most simple but most fun game I played there. It's one of those ones where I can imagine you lose. You're like, all right, I'm back in. I'm going to get a new one. And right. it has that 99 thing where I know people are going to play it just because the skill level required is very low. But the like level of competition is very, very high. And I think right. so many people can get into it. Playing with 100 people online, that's going to be the greatest clusterfuck in the world. That, that first door, like running through the doorway thing. So they only had three of the games. But judging by like what they had in the promo materials, there's going to be way, way more. And it's right. going to be all those fun, weird, like uh, wipeout style games. Like, oh, guys, I. I couldn't stop playing this game. It has that thing that just kept bringing me back. Even after we were done for the day, I went back and played more. Right. And that's how I knew this is my favorite game there. I was like, this is it. This is the game that I'm going to play nonstop. <laughs> it comes out next year, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's still a ways off. But, uh, man, it was just... When... So the last thing is you have to climb this mountain to get to this crown. And they're throwing balls at you. And there's moving spinners that can knock you down. And you can fall your ass all the way back down. You can be first and lose. At the very end, when you get to the crown, the crown moves up and down, right? If mm. you miss that jump, you fall all the way down the mountain. And so, like, there's just so much randomness. I, I can't even begin to tell you how much fun it is. It truly was this game that was, like, designed for, uh, I'm going to say, the future, 2020. This is the perfect future. This is a future game. They saw the future and were like, this is what the kids are going to want to play. And I'm right. pretty I mean, there's some there's so many games coming out, especially early 2020, first quarter 2020, that are going to be 100% lengthy games. I mean, you, you have like Final Fantasy Remake. I mean, I, I get that's only going to be one episode, whatever, but it's two freaking discs, so it's got to be somewhat lengthy. Um, so many games are doing the whole releasing first quarter 2020. So this seems like a game that you can jump in, jump out. And I feel like jump in, jump out games are the totally open market. Like, get in there, make the game. You need games like this because there are people that now with this online culture, they just don't have the time to get invested. We don't need character creation. We don't need massive narrative story. RPG is something we can do on our own. We're going to do multiplayer. I mean, you see how, how I guess... Uh, 
still popular Fortnite is and whatnot. Jump mm. in, jump out, BR. That's why everybody's creating a BR because they recognize that there is room in the market for people that need jump in, jump out. Either they work, for sure. family, yeah. home, other priorities. They don't have the time for the RPGs. So th- I think this fits the niche quite well, but 100 people, oh. Yeah, it looks looks a clusterfuck. I'm excited though. It It was so fun. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm having fun. It was, I was actually entertained. Like there's there's a level there, right? There's a level of like, that was fun versus like, I loved that. I want to go do that again over and over. Like it was an entertaining experience that I think a lot of games, they can be mysterious. They can be creepy. They can be horrifying. They can be violent. They can be all sorts of things. But to walk out completely entertained from a thing is like truly something special. And I was just like, this is this is it. This is going to be mm. huge. Like, I know it's going to be huge. I just see it as clear as day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I like just watching it just because it's not the situation of, hey, people need to get X weapons, X gear. You need to have started with this, that, and the other in order to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I I love that. I love that it's that simple. There's something really charming about it. (laughs) It is. It's so good. Uh, I think the other things that I played, the last three things, um, went over to Warner Brothers and played the Star Wars 9 Lego game, like the nine games in Lego form. Um, y'all, I don't know what they're doing over there with those Lego Star Wars games, but it making was money, be- printing it's paper. One of the most beautiful <laughs> games I've seen at the con, like at the conference. It was like the backgrounds were amazing. I think they have a new engine. Uh, all mm. the Legos, when you go to the different worlds, like if you go to Tatooine, your Lego gets dusty, and like the Lego characters, like their feet get covered in dirt. Um, every character has their own thing they do like it there was a, one part where they went over to a gonk droid and every character all the gonk droid says is like, gonk 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 but when you go as 3po he like actually talks to you like they've it's just like they've made something really special with this one and it's like good uh it's just crazy like they've been on a roll it's i i can't i get why these games sell so well i went i left that room like that was an incredible demo and mm. so that was really cool. Uh, played a game that I think is the most Dodger game I've ever played in my life. It's called uh, uh, Lost Words, I believe is the name of the game. Okay. And it is a game about you playing a young girl, I imagine in our world, writing okay. in her journal. And she cr- she's creating a story. She's like, I'm going to write like a short story in my journal. And so you, it's a platformer where you jump and use words to like make the world take shape. But also make decisions based. So it's like, uh, it'd be like the clothes you wore that day was, and there won't be a word there. And then on the side of the screen, you can have a bunch of words to choose from. And if you choose like purple, her clothes turn purple. And then oh, the rest that's so cute. That but is also, the most there's like a layer. <laughs> there's also like a meta layer where things are happening in the real world that is in her life that affects the story she's writing. Mm. So, like, you know. Uh, some bad news happens at the end of the demo and like the words crumble apart because the words are the world like that kind of it was the more i played the more i was like dukes is gonna fucking love this game this looks so pretty it reminds me of oh gosh what was that uh oh the game where you played as um as the female or the male and you went between the two stories 
I know that just got bought out by Microsoft too. Um, gosh, why can't I oh. think of that stupid game now? Oh, um, the Double Fine game is. That yeah, what you're yeah, it's about? the Double Fine game that I'm thinking of, and I'm I'm trying to think of the uh, name of it. Broken I Age. Broken Age. Yes. Broken Age. Yeah. Um, uh, the art style kind of just reminded me a little bit of that, which I thought was really neat. It does have voiceover. It's super British. She says "mum" a lot, which is very cute. Um, the music is incredible. The music is actually the best part of this game it's like really really good and very moving um yeah lost words is it was great uh and then the last thing we played which i'm gonna be real y'all i don't understand was the mario sega 2020 olympics game <laughs> the guy in the room i i want to give this guy a hug because he was just like all right so i'm gonna teach you how to play uh we're not gonna use buttons we're gonna use the joy cons and actually do the movements i was like all right couldn't we were doing the skateboarding <laughs> game couldn't tell you how to play that we were doing the uh like the, the karate game couldn't tell you how to play that we were doing the uh um oh what the hell else? We, we basically went through all the different games what it said to do on the screen was not like none of it worked oh my god the long jump game or not long jump the, the hurdles game you had to like run back and forth like this with a joy con and then when you got to a hurdle go like yo like that <laughs> I hit every single hurdle every single time. Chris and I tried to play that maybe five times. Couldn't do it. Could I was I'm terrible at it. I was like, maybe I'll just use buttons. Cause I want to play it. It looks so silly and so fun. I sucked. I'm gonna let you know. I am not. I had no when you do the um skateboarding game, there's like a balance thing where you had to balance and hold it like this and balance. Uh-huh. Full time. I couldn't figure it out. I, I officially hit too old for Joy-Cons. I couldn't figure out how to play them. I was like, I don't get this. What am I doing wrong? I was terrible at it. Terrible. Anything oh, that man. requires a you know, Joy-Con interaction, in, in, especially when it's a Mario title, you feel it. I would understand if you were an indie dev bringing your game to Switch. Just, you know, just saying. But if, if you require the use of Joy-Cons and it's, a Nintendo game, you better be on point, or at least say, I mean, someone with enough tie-in to make it work. Come on, you guys talk to you each other. You don't have to use the Joy-Cons. No, no, right? no, not at all. Okay. In fact, in fact, they were just like, you know, for but this, they wanted we wanted you to, use the to show you what you can do. <laughs> yeah. But like, oof, I will never use the Joy-Cons ever with this because I yeah. couldn't. Think, I literally had not the ability to mentally. At the beginning, there was one event, and I think it might have been surfing. There's one event. I don't remember what it was. The list of things you had to do on your Joy-Con was like eight things long. I was like, I will never memorize this. I, my hand can't go eight ways. Like, what do you want from right. me? I was just, oh, yeah, I was out. Meanwhile, you could flip it back and use it as a controller and probably have just as much fun. Hmm. But they were trying to demo this off, and I was like, all right, I'll play along. But just know I will never use this ever, period. But yeah. um, it was it was like visually, the karate game was really fun. Uh, I got I played as Bowser and Kristen played as Amy, and I beat her the first time. And then Kristen was like, "Fine," and she went on full attack, and it got me like she just didn't stop punching. I was like, "What do I do?" He's like, "Block." I'm like, "I'm trying to block," and she's like, "Punch, punch, punch," and I lost. <laughs> like, oh my god! All right, you win. Um, yeah, it's 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 like visually a really cool looking game it, it was super fun all the different characters are great the events there's a lot of events i just yeah god help me movement controls 
Couldn't get him to work. Saved my life. If I had to do that to save one yeah. of you, you would die. Like I would, I would be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just can't get it to work. Yeah. I'm just surprised yeah, that that is the way that they wanted to demo the game. I mean, you take something to E3, clearly you should want the best possible experience for everybody who, I mean, <coughs> I guess maybe it's like, hey, if we're uh, Nintendo slash Sega, we have all the money in the world. We don't, we don't need any more money. So here, we're just going to make you use our, our janky gimmick for funsies. Right. Um, I was also really shocked to hear not another new Switch console. Uh, I guess there's a uh, time to talk about maybe what we were disappointed in not seeing i mean mm. did, was there anything at the at the conference that you thought that we should have seen that was just like a a miss um and besides no elder scrolls 6 where a that caretaker was generation a genuine that, shock to me yeah i was surprised about that too actually especially since it was hinted at previously yeah thought everybody thought for sure they were gonna announce something yeah, i thought that was like a bone throw last year like next year we're gonna have something but not really. Yeah. I I don't know what's going on there with that. Um I'm trying to think of like what else it it's, seemed, it's, it seemed it's like, like a packed year, but all Bethesda showed for the most part was stuff we already knew was coming. The yeah. Bethesda conference was the biggest letdown for me. Which is a shame. Yeah, and I I keep thinking back to all of the Starfield. uh press conferences. Starfield. No Starfield. E three or E3, Jesus. EA mm. gave me Star Wars. And I was like, great and cool. Got what I wanted. Uh, Bethesda didn't really give us anything new, but like, I now know that I'm 100% down for Wolfenstein. So, like, oh, yeah, and Doom. Like, but yeah, just, I think you're yeah. right. The Bethesda one was probably the most disappointing. Um, when it came to Xbox, I think they nailed it. When, turns out, when they don't have to compete with Sony, they're awesome at press conferences. Yeah. They're uh, really, really great. But I got everything I wanted from that. 60 uh, games, and, and they didn't bring out a lot of faff, which I was happy yeah. about. They just went through games like crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, the Square Enix press conference was great. The PC press conference, I got like, every, I was like, awesome. The Devolver was like, great. Like, everything I saw, <laughs> Nina Struthers. Come back. Uh, revive Nina Struthers. Amazing. Um, I don't know. I don't, like, there's so much that I just loved about this year's E3. That I don't know that I missed anything. Mm. This is the one year after watching some of the conferences that I was upset I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, is I very strange. Similar, but I, that is definitely how I felt as well. Normally, every year I'm like, God, E3 is such a shit show. I'm glad I didn't go. Like, there's stuff that I would have loved to play, but it's fine. And this year I was like, Man, there's stuff that I really wish I had been able to see yeah can i tell you what was really messed up about this series three that probably mm -hmm. i don't want to rub this in <laughs> by the salt end in the wound, go Thursday, on. there was nobody there it was the most lightly there was so tuesday it was crazy mm. wednesday a little bit lighter thursday if you had just a normal pass and you didn't have an industry pass you're just like a gamer pass you lucked out if you went thursday <laughs> You what? lucked. The, you. It was nobody there. There was a part. We were standing in the middle of the Square Enix area, and the day before was crowded and packed with dudes in like suits, like wheeling and dealing or whatever. Thursday, there were people taking like photo sessions, dressed up in cosplay, Aww. in the middle of Midgar. It was like so sweet. Huh. Everything about it was so much more chill. The lines, people could actually get in lines. So I was like, this. <sighs> everyone got to play everything, and it was just like a much more chill 
more laid back version of E3. And I'll be real. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Uh, I wanted to pose this question. Do you think that E3 has changed as a result of them opening it up to the public? Because we used to go back to E3 when it was just industry only. And you remember how difficult it was to even get industry passes to go as media. You had to put stuff on a company letterhead. You had to have all of these credentials unless you were an exhibitor, basically. Honestly, I I think what's changed the tone of E3 more is that every year a different company says, nah, I'm not going to have a press conference. So you think that Sony's idea to nope out, that that is I, really changing the I think the that state? like changes the tone, yeah. Maybe that combined with, you know, they're just being like general passes to get in. Mm. But I think the overall like mystique and impact of E3 is way lessened in the last couple of years. Yeah, I just, um, the reason I ask is because it it seemed, and this is just from me being at home watching the conferences, the amount of times presenters said during the conference, hey, we have this out on the floor available to play right now, or we have this demo available right now, versus back before they opened it up to the public, I guess they assumed that people in the media circus would be satisfied just interviewing people or just kind of getting their scoop, getting, covering general whatnot. But now they actually have to bring something to show for the general public versus a different audience. So I was just curious if you guys thought that maybe that might be relevant as to why the, such the turning point and now we kind of want to go to E3. Well, there's all, I mean, yeah, I think by them, there's something I did notice by them opening up to the public, mm. um, even though it's really expensive and I don't know why anyone <laughs> would pay to do that. Um, the thing I did notice this year, especially is if you remember and years ago, booth babes galore everywhere, oh, always yeah. like a girl in a skimpy outfit. And then people in the industry were like, no, we're not doing this. We can do better than this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Since they started opening up to the public, I've noticed that change a little bit. Oh, well, they banned them a few years ago. Oh, are they bringing them back now? Oh! And this year, there was a whole booth. I'm not sure what it was for. There was a whole booth that literally was just like, I had to stop because I thought I heard them wrong, and Mm. maybe I didn't. But I swear (laughs) to God, I think it was, I couldn't tell if it was for an energy drink or for a chair company, but it was like (laughs) girls dancing on stage, and then they were inviting dudes to come up and sit in their chairs, and I think get a lap dance. I'm not that happened, but I, what I heard and I turned and looked, it was like, that can't be right. And like walked away, but like there was some crazy stuff happening and I don't know if it was real or not, or if I'm just a crazy person, but I heard things as I was walking through like, what? So, you know, I think as they open up to the public, they're getting more like, like last year they had the VR porn booth. Right. And that was the most popular booth there. So, and that, you know, I don't see them ever doing that to industry people because industry people would be like, well, I can't go over there, right? Like, I don't know. It's weird. Hmm. I'm like hot Googling to find anything in relation to, to the whole chair situation and I'm not finding anything right away, but man. <laughs> I, don't know. I know there was I'm going to Google that thing. later. I saw another thing. I'm going to just throw out some names. I'm sorry sure. to those involved in this. I saw another thing where uh, I guess Zombie Unicorn posted a thing where she was like, I don't like that there are dancers or something here. 
And Angry Joe responded to her like, they're fine. Don't worry about it. So I don't know. Maybe that was a different thing or maybe it was the same thing. I have no clue. But they were definitely like, hmm. It was a little different this year. Which is strange because I well, I know the band Booth Babes at one point at E3. I, I used to work with someone who did the booking basically for a lot of models in the area. And they would be sure. right. super slammed every year with. And, and it's not like they're not nice girls or anything. But obviously, you know, they, they show up to do a job and they wear whatever it is that the company tells them to wear. So, you know, it's not like the fault of the girls or anything it's just it was part of the industry and at pax because pax became such a more friend family friendly convention they totally banned booth babes as well so it's kind of strange to me that after opening it up to the public now that they are bringing them back well i think here's i think there was i think is there still an age restriction though is there still an age restriction on on e3 E3? though yeah i think so okay yeah maybe that's why then because i um (laughs) i will say that uh, while i don't think i don't think booth babes have disappeared Mm. yeah like no joke you'd be a fool not to realize 90 percent of the people manning booths at e3 are attractive women you'd be a fool not to realize that's what's going on but i think they've changed from being the center of attention where it's like come to our booth because we've got a girl in a skimpy outfit so right. now they operate the booths but they still like the terminology has changed but i think they're still technically there if that like counts like they were hired on because most of the time mm-hmm. when i talk to people there they openly admit like i was hired for this thing i don't work for these guys right um because you know me i'm i have questions i'm like <laughs> like if i'm in line i have a question about a game and most of the time the answers i get are like i don't know right but um one of the things I did realize, and I thought this was very cute and actually really kind of awesome, is most uh, in the past, there'd be like, would you take a photo of me with this girl? Now, yeah. said girl is taking photos <laughs> of you with the statue. Yeah. Or you with gotcha. the, the... And so this year, there was an area that was all the different new starters for Pokemon. And there were like three or four booth babes. But they weren't there to, to like take photos with it. They were there to hold your camera and take photos of you with the things. So gotcha. that was like a really cute spin on things. And like in the uh, Monster Hunter area, there was a Palico and there were like two or three Aww. women there and they would take the photos. And I was like, I like this. This is fun. This is cute. And the center of attention is, and, and this is something I, I think I told the story before way back when, when Wolfenstein, the first the new order came out mm-hmm. and I walked by and there was that giant like dog mech. And I remember hearing oh, a dude in a gosh. suit go up to a girl because people were taking pictures of the dog mech. And the guy was like, it must be really hard being so beautiful standing next to this thing and everyone's taking pictures of that or whatever he said. And I was like, what a fucking creep. Like, just <laughs> yeah. a dude, not the time or place. And, and I like that, that that transition has completed its cycle where now no one's there like, I'm going to take a weird picture of this like attractive woman. But instead they're like, oh my God, all three starters of the Pokemon. And yeah, I, think, I have to take pictures of all of them. I think that's very cute. And I love that. And, and I think the general vibe is a little more like a little less boys club and a little more like, Hey, we're just trying to like have fun with games here. So, you know, I think not including as many businessmen who don't know a fucking thing about games. They only know about <laughs> money uh, has done wonders for the, aesthetic and vibe of the con Mm. but i also feel like perhaps it has made the con a little less like exclusive and so the allure of the con has faded away yeah i think that's true yeah Mm. well i 
actually we are uh at the end of our show we're not even talking about releases this week uh because <laughs> everything's coming out in 2020 uh it's true we so do have fuck some it. yeah right I mean, we have a what, wolfenstein uh young blood coming out soon ish so uh, that, aside from that i think that's probably the only thing i'm massively looking forward to although I, there are some games on my desktop that i'm looking forward to playing this week but um yeah, thank you, Jesse, definitely for uh, taking one for the team and uh, picking up Con Flu <laughs> and uh, going out and playing oh all God, the guys. games. It was so eyes. difficult for you. It was, it was my so. Eyes are done. No, but I mean, you know, you actually went to the one E3 that we kind of actually wanted to go to after knowing everything that was there. So you mm. took one for the team. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it was, I definitely <laughs> did. It was hard work. Um, you know, I got up every day and I. Struggled to go to downtown LA. That was a long drive, and uh, <laughs> you know I, I had lunch. And that was something that happened, and uh, played a lot of video games. My uh, thumbs—they're a little sore, and mm, uh, mm, you know mm. I had to walk a lot. But I think at the end of the day, worth it. I think we we gave 110% out there, and uh, everything was everything was all right. It Good was hustle, all right. team. Good God hustle. bless you, Jesse Cox. He thank got to you, breathe breathe the same air as Keanu Reeves. We're That's all true. super jealous. <laughs> Everyone, can I tell you the rumors? Everyone was like, "He's here," you know. If you, if people were saying, "If you go to the, if you go to the, uh, the cyberpunk booth, he's there." He's not there. <laughs> he wasn't there. And I was like, "Man, I got shit to do." But all right, it's cool if he was. But like, everyone's like, "Guys, he's he's at." If you go over to this area, he's at the food court right now. Keanu what? Reeves no, eating not. at the food court. Can you imagine? Only base. What the hell is that? <laughs> Kristen, what does she have? What does she? Oh, is she going to show off the thing that she got from Cyberpunk? I don't know what this is. Oh, I don't know why is... we got this, but good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. The show won't get any better than this. So yeah, um, see you, you guys. From? I didn't realize what this is from. Uh, <laughs> uh, Adventure Pals. It's from that <laughs> game that you and I played, Dodger. And then we made the animated video. <laughs> Of it oh, the, the, the I got you. Yeah, with your magical giraffe. That just hit yeah. me. This is what this is. Amazing. Well, now I have this. I'm never going to take it off. Love it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the show won't get any better than this at all. So, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, as always, to Jesse and to Dodger for joining. <laughs> I Yay. Yay. Oh, good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> See you next Have time. Have a great day. <laughs> Mwah.